Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. You got to hand it to Colts general manager Chris Ballard for dodging bullets. He's really good at that. We found out yesterday that Ballard not only didn't make the trade for Tyreek Hill, but he also was never in the game to go get Robert Woods, the former wide receiver of the Rams, who chose the Titans as his destination. Also, Dane Fife out at Indiana, Christian Lander into the transfer portal. Who should call Dane Fife? The Ball State Fighting Cardinals should call Dane Fife. Let's go. This Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, March 24th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give Jared Johnson a call. 765-610-8809. Does great work. He's done work for us three times. Hit, hit, hit. Check, check, check. Does a great job. Hit subscribe. Punch like. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. What we found out yesterday is that the Los Angeles Rams, Les Snead, Kevin Demoff, that whole brain trust, they allowed wide receiver Robert Woods to choose his own destination. And he chose the Tennessee Titans because they've got weapons. They've got Tannehill. they got Henry. You know, they're, they got guys. A.J. Brown, certainly. They've got what Robert Woods called the coach of the year and Mike Vrabel. All right, I get it. So a six-round pick conveys to the Rams a couple of days ago in order for them to get Robert Woods, who was injured last year uh, kind of late, I think in November, for the Rams. That's the way it goes. You know what? We want Colts fans, and everybody wants the Colts to go get weapons. You know, they've got Matt Ryan now. The only real weapon they've got on the exterior is Michael Pittman Jr. So go get weapons. Robert Woods go to the Titans. How could that be for a six-round pick? How are you not in on that deal? Well, if Robert Woods got to choose his destination and he picked Tennessee, that's the way it goes. What are you going to do? Can't blame Chris Ballard for not getting Robert Woods. You also have to credit Chris Ballard for not making the deal that the Dolphins made to go get Tyreek Hill, despite the fact that the Colts didn't have a first-round pick to barter with anyway. The Dolphins, they give up a 1, 2, and 4 this year, a 5 and 6 next year, 
And then they give Hill a, a four-year extension worth $120 million. The first three years are guaranteed at a whole lot of money. He gets over $72 million in guarantees, over 50 at signing. That is a lot of money for a wide receiver. How much did Patrick Mahomes affect the productivity of Tyreek Hill? And how responsible was Tyreek Hill for the, uh, the excellence, really, over the last three years of the Kansas City Chiefs? Good questions. Andy Reid answered those questions, right? The Kansas City Chiefs answered those questions by sending Tyreek Hill out to Miami and getting back all that draft capital and cap space. That was a huge deal. Huge deal for the uh, um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs got better yesterday, and the uh, uh, Miami Dolphins did not. Miami Dolphins took a bath yesterday. People in the media are saying that the Miami Dolphins are now Super Bowl contenders. They are not. They got worse yesterday, not better yesterday. Their path to success this year, that window is slightly ajar. In subsequent years, not at all. Because not only do you lose the talent that you could have gotten with those uh, uh, first-round picks, you also lose the salary cap flexibility that you get with those manageable contracts, manageable salaries for potential high leverage talent, that's a big deal. And that's what the Chiefs pick up. They have two ones, two twos, two threes, and two fours in the upcoming draft. That tells you something about how the Kansas City Chiefs are not just building for the present, but building for the future with one of the most dynamic quarterbacks ever to play in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. A little bit young to say that? I don't think so. Patrick Mahomes is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. He can do it with his feet. He can do it with his arm. He can do it throwing it this way, throwing it that way. He is really, really, really good. And because the Chiefs had to go into their pocket to pay him a lot of money, they need all those draft picks to be able to have talented players at a bargain price. Tyreek Hill was a fifth-round pick. Now he goes to the Dolphins. He's no longer making fifth-round pick money. He's making a lot of money. Uh, and, and the Robert Woods thing, like I said, we don't blame Chris Ballard for that. Yeah, I, and I'm not that huge a fan of Chris Ballard, to tell you the truth. He's not a terrible general manager. That's a, People on this channel in the comments section say he's a terrible general. No, not. Some people say he's a great general manager. I don't think he's that either. Over his five years as a general manager of the Colts, the Colts are 42 and 42, including one and two in the postseason. That's mediocre. The definition of mediocre. Chris Ballard has done a nice job building from the inside out, but the outside has languished, right? They were able to get this, like the Colts dealt a starting quarterback to the Raiders for Yannick Ngakwe, so Ngakwe could come in with Gus Bradley and, and excel at that Leo position and put pressure on the quarterback, right? And everybody's standing on their heads saying, yay, Chris Ballard, go for getting this trade done and getting a guy like Ngakwe for a guy as thoroughly mediocre as Rakyasin. Rakyasin, a slow cornerback, 
was the starter for the Colts. It's not necessarily a great thing that Ballard was able to trade him for Ngakwe because they had him as a starting cornerback, which is not great. You know what I mean? If you're trading a starter for another starter and everybody's going, wow, what a fleecing. I can't believe Mark Davis allowed this deal to be made. That says a lot about the outgoing starter, right? Whom the Colts really haven't replaced. What are you going to do? All right, let's talk about Indiana basketball for a few minutes. Indiana basketball, we found out yesterday that Dane Fife was out as an assistant coach at Indiana. This is not a surprise to anybody who watched Indiana play this past year. As the year went on, it seemed like Dane Fife got less and less interested in what was going on and more and more frustrated with what was going on within the program. And that spoke to the relationship that existed between Mike Woodson and Dane Fife. Uh, Dane was seen by many as a guy who should have been considered as the head coach as Mike Woodson was hired. I think Dane would have liked to have had that job, certainly would have liked to have had that job, and didn't make any bones about that. And, and so you, you had a situation with Woodson where he's got to kind of look over his shoulder at an assistant, and that's not a good thing. So Woodson and Indiana, they make the decision to move on from Dane Fife. And now it's kind of what's next for Dane Fife. Certainly he's going to get a job. He's a terrific basketball mind. He, he's a, a really, really good dude. What I think he should do, and what I think Ball State should do, is call Dane Fife immediately. James Whitford was fired at Ball State as their basketball coach. Ball State wants a little bit more out of its basketball program than James Whitford was providing. I like James Whitford. I thought he was doing it exactly the right way at Ball State. And that he was fired uh, brought me no joy whatsoever. However, Ball State's now got an opening. Dane Fife is going to be a guy who is a better head coach than he is an assistant coach. And he's a really good assistant coach. But he's going to be a really good head coach. He's turned down offers to become a head coach. Because they weren't at programs that he wanted to lead, frankly. Ball State should be a program he wants to lead, and Ball State should be a program that covets what Dane Fife brings. He's going to be able to go get Indiana kids to go get play at Ball State, and that's what you've got to do to be able to win at Ball State. Dane Fife would be an excellent choice as the next head coach at Ball State, filling the shoes of a guy who I think did a good job. Ball, Ball State's tough, man. That's a tough place to win. The MAC is a hard conference to win at. And Ball State, they've got a lot of attributes within that program. They are in the middle of an area where occasionally you get guys who kind of drop down into that sort of recruitable zone for Ball State who can really play, especially guards in the state of Indiana. Dane Fife is going to work hard to go get those guys to play at Ball State or wherever he coaches. We wish Dane Fife all the best. Really, really good dude. Uh, certainly a friend of the show and, and a guy who uh, has advised me on a couple of issues as I've also advised him and to the extent he listened, who knows. At any rate, Dane Fife would be a great candidate at Ball State. Christian Lander goes into the transfer portal. That's the way it goes. The transfer portal it is in practice. 
not the best fix for the problem of freedom of movement for college basketball players. I don't like the transfer portal. I, I think that the transfer portal ought to be restricted to this. Like right now, you can use a transfer. You enter your name in the transfer portal, and if you transfer, you uh, have immediate eligibility one time. The second time, you got to sit, just like you used to have to sit if you transferred. I think you should be able to enter the transfer portal one time freely and then transfer with immediate eligibility. I don't think you should be able to drop your name into the transfer portal any damn time you want and field offers from programs and see where you are. I, I don't think that that's useful for a college basketball player. I, I think the college basketball and college really on the whole should be about learning. And you don't just learn from your success. You also learn from adversity. In fact, chiefly you learn from adversity. And we talked about this quite a bit yesterday, but I think Christian Lander needs to learn from adversity. That's what he needs to get done. He needs to find a way through that wall that leads to his own potential that Mike Woodson's trying to get him to run through. And, and I don't think the transfer portal is where that lives. I think the transfer portal is the easy solution for college students, college basketball players who are facing some adversity. The, the road to success is hard work. That's it. Diligence, focus, hard work, listening instead of talking, all those things. And you learn that in college, and it's a good thing to learn in college. Christian Lander could be in the process of learning those lessons, or he could take the easy route and go to another program and wind up languishing because he never met the challenges that were presented to him at Indiana. Talented basketball player's got to put on some weight. He's got to be able to defend at a higher level. He's got to understand the game at a higher level not just when he's got the basketball. If he can do that, he can play at any level and be a, uh, a contributor at any level of play and potentially win championships. That's what's ahead for Christian Lander if he accepts that accountability and adversity. The Pacers dodged a bullet last night. They lost 110-109. A tip in with 0.2 seconds left. Off a missed Trey Lyles. God bless Trey Lyles. Love that he's still making a lot of money playing basketball. Uh, Trey Lyles misses a shot, and it's tipped back in at, by Damian Jones of the Sacramento Kings with .2 left. So the Pacers lose. This is critical to the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers right now are back in fifth worst position in the NBA, and the Kings jump over the Pacers for sixth worst. Here's why it's important. In the upcoming NBA draft, if the Pacers finish in that five hole, and that's kind of where they're sort of locked in if they finish behind the Kings because they are four games in front of Oklahoma City. If they finish there, they have a 64% to draft percent chance to draft in the top six. If they fall to sixth, then they have a 45% chance to draft in the top six. A one and a half percent chance better to get the number one overall pick. That's a good thing if they finish in that fifth worst spot rather than the sixth worst spot. Good thing for the Indiana Pacers last night to lose that game against the Sacramento Kings. I'm sure it was no fun for the players. That's the way it goes. Birthdays. Jerry Mangis, happy birthday. Anthony Sanabria, happy birthday. The great John Rennie, 
celebrating a birthday. Bruce Tassel, Scott Moorhead, Derek Christie, Tim Neiman, happy birthday, and Jennifer Wright Keel, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other up. We got too many forces today pulling each other down. Need to lift each other. Make this a better world instead of a worse world. It's just that simple. We'll talk to you later this afternoon inside Indiana Sports Now. You want an alert when we go live? Ring the bell. Subscribe. Like. Do it all. Let's go.